And before the next episode of the Yellow Bird Podcast, we have a little message for you, uh, or more of a request. Um, you know, we've been doing this podcast for four years. This is the 437th episode, and we want to get to know you. Uh, why is that, Terence? Uh, it's because I think you know, as as more people listen to podcasts, there are also advertisers who are coming on and asking us, "Hey, uh, we're gonna work with Yellow Bird Podcast, right?" Yeah. But, uh, what do we? Who who listens to your podcast? Yeah. And then I looked at you, and you looked at me, and we're like, <laughs> actually, I, you know, a lot of people do, but yeah. we're not entirely sure how to describe the average Yellow Bird listener. Like, yeah. Right? I mean, we know certain things like the gender breakdown, the age breakdown, but we don't have that many, that much info like we do for YouTube or Facebook because those stats are like there's a lot more detail. But for podcast or audio, it's very limited. So so we need your help. Um, we've created a survey. That would just take like one or two minutes to fill up, um, and and by doing that, right, we would also be able to work with brands that you like, mm. that excite you, mm. right? Because sometimes we get people approaching us for like stuff. We're like, oh, why why would we even talk about this? Yeah, what value does it bring to our audience? Right? Yeah, exactly. That's the question we always ask. Ourselves. So I mean, the one to just be shilling something or what just because you know we like, paid for it right? yeah like IPL or something <laughs> uh, I don't know I mean I could use some IPL I guess <laughs> right yeah. so yeah so we have no idea uh, and, and by filling up the survey uh, the link is in the show notes or wherever you're hearing this mm. uh, and by doing this what will they get Terrence? I think one one thing definitely definitely everybody will get an email mm. with a, a discount code for uh, folklory a twenty mm. percent discount off one folklory yeah as a small thank you in case you're thinking of getting a gift for somebody uh, we also have uh, you share the survey results with you as well mm. if you've participated in it yeah because I think maybe you'd like to also know who are the who are the other people listening to to Yalabad. Yeah, and uh, what else do we have in mind? Uh, a, a special, uh, a little, little uh, incentive where I know we have spoken about doing TikTok dances in the past, but we figured there's no better time than to pitch a TikTok dance than with this. So if we hit 500 respond- responses, we will do one TikTok dance. If we hit a thousand, we'll do another, and for every thousand after that, we will do a TikTok dance. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be all over social media and it'll be all over your feed. <laughs> yeah. You can't get out of it. So yeah, yeah. If you do if you you and you get your friends who listen to 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 the podcast, yeah. fill out this survey. Mm. Uh, yeah, it will really excite us that we have to start preparing for doing TikTok dances. Yeah, exactly. Because you know Terrence has been wanting to do a TikTok dance forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. But one one big disclaimer is that we will maintain your privacy. We commit to that. Uh, no personal details will be shared. It'll only be broad trends. Uh, like, what percentage of our listeners uh, listen to the full podcast at one go or, or, or some some stuff along those lines? Mm. So, yeah, if you could do the survey, the survey will be open till uh, midnight on 29th September Friday. So, 2359 hours. Mm. 29th September Friday. Uh, the link should be in the description, show notes, and just share it with anyone else you know who listens to the podcast. And now... Onto the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. So, what's new, man, Terrence? What is new? What Um, is new, man? What is new? I don't know, man. Like after the high of the political scandals in July, mm. and then now, uh, I think Tarman is being inducted as uh, president tomorrow. 
tomorrow evening, Friday evening. Oh, oh tonight, 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 yeah, tonight, sorry, yeah. tonight, 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 yeah, 14th September. Yeah, then this weekend is the crowning jewel of, uh, you know, modern Singapore, F1 mm. taking place, which is all links back to what happened in July also. Right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's like we've come full circle, right? Everything we talked about. And, yeah, know, that's right. Um, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, we're starting to see life sort of get back to the normal ebb and flow again. But like. have you felt F1? Like, I totally no. forgot that F1 is not, is happening this weekend. No, no. And that's an interesting thing because I think there's literally a Reddit thread mm. about how F1 feels very muted this year. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are feeling like, eh, I don't know anything about it and all. And it's an interesting discussion about why. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only time I feel it is when waiting for a bus. Yeah. I'm like, eh, why does my bus app not show that this bus is turning up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you find out, oh shit, like buses like 16, 10, all have just been changed. And mine is like, yeah lah, driving around, eh, like suddenly a lot of uh, road closures and, and all yeah. this slower traffic and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At certain spots, yeah. It's yeah. true. But but why why do you think so, man? Why do you think so? I think because, I mean, it's how many years already? Eight? Mm. Eight years? More than that lah. I don't even know who's yeah. performing, you know. Perform- oh, you mean the concerts? The concert, ah, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the race, everything. Yeah, I like. mean, the race, the usual suspects. Mm, no, but, from what I understand, the race this year is really, it's it's really a foregone con- conclusion that Red Bull, uh, Verstappen is going to win. Oh, is it? Yeah, the, as in the whole F1, uh, yeah, mm. the whole season. So it's it's unexciting, uh, the race itself. Yeah. Oh. I mean, mm. like, I know early years, it was, it was, yes, about the race, but it was more about the fanfare around it. Correct, correct, correct. I don't know, this year, uh, I mean, there's probably people feeling it. I haven't heard anyone talk about their plans this weekend that involve yeah. F1. Yeah. Maybe it's also because we're older. Um, no, I think uh, maybe you're not the target market. Lah. Mm. It's more international, you know. Like, apparently this year, tickets have like more than double in price. Mm. From like last year, I think like to get a walkabout was like $300 mm. or $300 plus. Apparently this year, it starts at 800 Huh? Yeah, yeah. So what? prices have gone up and it's sold out. What? It's sold out. It's not that there's no demand. It's there is demand. It's sold out. It's sold out already, yeah. Oh shit. Mm. So yeah, so I, I thought the whole thing was quite interesting in that of course of course there were people like conspiracy theory, or is it because it's there's like there's linkage to, you know, the the, the Iswaran and, and the fact that he you know he brought in F one and everything. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like um, ultimately maybe it's just that we're not the target market, lah. So then, then who is the who is the target market? Uh, people who will pay to you know watch a Robbie Williams concert. Uh-huh. It's like maybe older uh, people from UK or, or you know other the Western countries. Uh, people who watch Post Malone. Oh, Robbie Williams and Post Malone are the yeah high. yeah the headliners Saturday oh, and shit. Sunday. I think, yeah. So you know the names. Yeah. But like you, I was like, ah, oh, I totally did not realize they were coming. I mean, there are posters about what you see them around town, right? Post Malone is quite okay. He's not like Taylor Swift like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robbie Williams, I guess, the older generation. Mm-hmm. Shit, it's sold out. Uh. Yeah, but it's still sold out. So, and there's so many conferences going on this mm-hmm. this week mm-hmm. as well. So, a lot of people in town, uh, even yeah, our past guests also, mm-hmm. uh, like Kevin, you know, the the AI expert, yeah, yeah. is in town for some conference this weekend as well. I see. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, I, I think. I know, yeah, I also don't feel that buzz, but maybe, I, yeah, we are really are not the target market for this event. La. Yeah, maybe our, our listeners are thinking, like, what are these two guys talking? F1's going to be the shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be the bomb. So I'm guessing you've not been invited to uh, big parties or no. anything. <laughs> what big parties are there? There exactly. are big parties? Exactly. Like, what kind of parties? I know, okay, I know F1, there's a shit ton of parties that happen with all the, yeah. at all those funky clubs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, not, yeah we're not yeah. the target market, basically. Uh, yeah. 
Does it does it uh offend you that no. you are Singaporean, such a big event in Singapore, but you are not like even in consideration for the tar- being the target market? Um, I think the thing that annoys me is that I don't know. It feels like it really caters to uh not Singaporeans per se mm, mm, uh, So that's one part which I know the the like that that's where it feels like oh, it's like a it's like the casino, you know. Mm. The casino, like, I don't go to the casino. And you have to pay to go to the casino. Yeah, you have to pay to go to the casino. Then it feels like, oh, okay. Then it just, it, it feels like, yeah, like, like that same feeling that we always have that Singapore is being built for foreigners rather than Singaporeans. Like. Two Singapores, uh, you're saying. To, uh, eh, eh, eh. But do you, do you feel, do you feel anything? Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, over the years, to me, F1 has, has sort of taken that. It's, it's something that's happening in your backyard, but it's like, not even organized, not even involved. It doesn't even involve you. Yeah. And I think probably the biggest, yeah, la, the, the biggest thing you, you feel is, yeah, la, the ticket pricing is like, is bonkers really, la, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is really, it's it's telling you like, I mean, you talk about the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, la, you don't have the money. You cannot go F1, even though it's all around you, you yeah. know, in terms of like road closures, in terms of like the noise that it'll generate, the buzz it generates and all that. It's all around you. Unless you can cough out the eight hundred thousand dollars, you know, don't even think about it, lah. Yeah, yeah. that's why I found it funny. Um, recently, Lawrence Wong was at the, um, uh, the Milken Institute giving a talk, mm. and he was talking about you know wealthy here should contribute to society, adhere to Singapore's norms, yeah. which frowns upon ostentatious ostentatious shows of wealth. Mm. And I was like, really, Singapore frowns on displays of ostentatious uh, forms of wealth. Yeah. I don't know, man. That felt a bit weird uh, given it's the weekend of F1. Uh, yeah. But yeah. La. But yeah, la, again, la, like there's, then it calls on the question again, the person who was instrumental in bringing F1, the people who were yeah. instrumental in bringing yeah. F1, what were the ultimate goals that they had in mind as well? Mm-hmm. And we will find out, I hope, in yeah. some due time. La, right? I mean, the next parliament sitting, there's going to be a debate, right? About the motion filed to suspend Ishwaran. Mm. Uh, suspend his MP pay. Ah, suspend, yeah, suspend his MP pay. Because that, well. that needs to come from the parliament itself. So that'll be yeah. interesting. That'll be interesting. We'll, we'll probably head down. Like. We'll probably head down. Uh, but that's not our topic today. It's not. We haven't yeah. jumped into yeah. it. It's not. It's before not. we jump to our main topic, you know, yeah. what is the one thing that we always want to tell people? Uh, that if you're listening to this or watching us on YouTube, it would help us a lot if you can follow us, subscribe to us, hit that follow button, leave a comment uh, because it would feed the gods of the algorithms and feed you more stuff. And it also lets us know that, okay, we are doing something right. Mm, mm. Yeah. And if you want to work with us, mm. uh, the email is contact at ministryoffunny.com. Um, yeah, we, we, we do our best to reply all our emails there. So yeah, do yeah, man. There. yeah. Sweet. Cool. Okay, cool. Cool, uh, cool, cool. So we jump to our first topic, which is not about F1, nor about uh, political scandals and all, but it is yes. also still to do politics with like, politics. Ish, like. ish. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So there was a big headline that came out today, uh, yesterday, that young Singaporeans are more ready to have non-Chinese prime ministers than older generations. Mm, mm. Uh, and it's uh, courtesy of a YouGov survey yeah. that surveyed uh, a 1,000 Singapore citizens aged 21 and above between mm. September 8th and 11th, 2023, in the wake of Tarman being elected as the ninth president. Mm, mm, mm. So, so yeah, that's, that's what happened. Mm. Um, and... Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the 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 weird thing is like I, we both tried to find this YouGov YouGov survey, mm. uh, like the actual survey, but uh, couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, 
But before we dive into that, do you even know of the platform YouGov? I know it's an online, uh, you know, consulting, uh, marketing data platform. Yeah. Yeah, that does these surveys. Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. So it is a British international internet-based market research and data analytics firm mm. uh, that has operations in Europe, North America, Middle East, and Asia-Pacific. So yougov.sg mm. is the Singapore branch. Mm. Uh, and it's a paid service. Yeah. That basically they have, according to them, like 24 million people in their database mm. across mm. these these regions that they just uh, send out surveys as and when needed. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a public company. It's yeah. listed. Uh, but yeah, it has, it's not just like a Singapore government initiative. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, quite shocking how you can't find a survey. Yeah. yeah. Considering this day and age, like um, it's as easy as to just link something or what. Yeah, it seems like they want they only spoke to media about the results, but did not make them like easily accessible to the public. Yeah, because like. I think you and I we already do quite a bit of like extensive like uh, checking to see social media sites. Yeah, checking their website, checking and their really data. Find. I can't find it. I can't find it on any whether it's all the articles they wrote about. There's no link to it. Yeah, so I, I can't find the actual results of the survey or what. Lah. Yeah, yeah, which which is annoying mm. because, I mean, normally these surveys, like if it's done by the IPS survey or yeah. some Singaporean entity, at least you get access. The yeah. mainstream media doesn't necessarily put links, but at least mm. there's access. So this mm. one is like, fucking, then we're just going off these articles. Lah. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, some, some broad things that came out. Mm. Um, so like uh, 15% of Singaporeans believe Singapore is not ready. Mm. 22% said Singapore will never be ready or mm. were unsure of the answer. Overall, younger Singaporeans more likely to say that Singapore is ready for an ethnic minority PM. Mm. Um, Non-Chinese Singaporeans more likely to say that Singapore is ready for a non-Chinese PM than mm. Chinese Singaporeans. Uh, and uh, so 76 and 73% of Gen Z and millennials say they believe they're ready. Mm. 57% of Gen X 54% of Medeca and yeah. 57% of Pioneer Generations are not entirely against the idea mm. and are more likely to indicate Singapore will be ready in future. Yeah, yeah. So, and then once you break it down by ethnicity, uh, uh, 73% of Malays feel they're ready, 68% mm. of Indians feel they're ready, mm. 67% of others uh, feel they're ready. Mm, 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 mm. So, but only 60% of Chinese people feel they're ready. Uh, correct. Okay. Yeah. I have so, to point to that. La. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's the general broad things that st- stood out. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only public available public publicly available info. Yeah. And I I, I I'm kinda sad that we don't get to really read the mm. methodology and everything. Or at least uh, as we're recording this podcast, we can't find the data itself la, or anything about it. Because one question I have is when you ask the question like um ask people to rate according to the questions here. La, I believe Singapore is ready to have a qualified ethnic minority prime minister. Mm. And uh, I think the answer is, probably the answer given is yes or no, right? Mm. Um, when you say, I believe Singapore is ready, does it mean that you're saying that I I am ready as a Singaporean, I am ready? Or I believe that the rest, me and the rest of Singapore society is ready? Because mm. I think that makes a big difference, right? Yeah. Like, like, if you ask me, you know, it's, yeah, whether I'm ready, I would say easily say I'm ready, like, right? Yeah. But to ask me to assess how other people are doing, uh, to me, that feels very subjective, like, right? That's mm. on my own personal experience of like the, I mean, the people I, I, the circles I hang out with and all that, like, right? Mm. So, 
I, I'm not very sure about the how accurate an answer is this to really be saying that it reflects the what people think of themselves, like, you know, mm. as opposed to what I think about other people. Yeah. And it's a very different thing because what I think of people can also be informed by things, surveys like this that I read about, like, right? Mm. And then I say, oh, uh, older Singaporeans are not ready. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I'm not ready, you know? It's yeah. just that I think there's a majority of older Singaporeans who are not ready, like, right? Yeah. So, so how, how do you feel reading this article or reading the headlines or? Uh, I mean, uh, I think the questions, the way they're phrased, uh, leaves a bit of leaves a bit too much wiggle room for interpretation. Mm. Like you could read it either way, like right that that like what I was saying that people are saying that about themselves or people are saying that about society and all. Yeah, and uh, and it kind of it's kind of like and also like I think it confounds a couple of things in that one statement, like right, like whether they're ready to have a qualified ethnic minority prime minister. Uh, you know, like, like people are saying also, like, why does it have to be only about the race that you think about, like, right? Mm. Uh, as opposed to other other measurements as well. Like, I mean, if qualified, if he's qualified to be prime minister, right? Um, if you want to make it, making it about race, like, why, why, why is the race thing being isolated in mm. this context, like, right? And mm. talking about. Whereas other things like uh, age or, or gender and things mm. like that are not coming up. Mm. Um, so I'm just kind of like curious about what is the purpose of the survey. Yeah. Like why was it phrased like this and commissioned like this? To, oh, I don't know if anyone commissioned it, but why is it phrased like this? Mm. Like what answers were they uh, hoping to get out of it and all? La? Yeah. I think it's a fucking stupid survey. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... First of all, like, for so many reasons. Mm. Like, first of all, okay, it was difficult to find a survey. Yeah, okay. Right? Uh, If we want to pass a judgment, we do do our due diligence to try and find. And when we haven't done due diligence, we've been called out by our listeners. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so we try our best. But it's so difficult to find. Mm. Um, And then the thing is, like, who commissioned? It says you, Gov, interviewed. So then, without enough info, it feels like, okay, they are a listed company. Um... I don't think they just think wake up one day like, oh, we're going to do a survey in Singapore about this. No, mm. there's probably some direction. Uh, and if it's yougov.sg, I assume the Singapore government is a client, mm. right? So that means it was probably commissioned by the Singapore government. Uh, that's a that's a yeah. extrapolation. Okay, it's an we're extrapolation. Not sure. We're not sure. Yeah, correct. But that's, that's the thing we're not sure. We, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Don't know yeah. So yeah, that that is a speculation, okay? Mm. Uh, I have no idea. I'm just mm. using it based on the facts that we tried to find. Yeah. Um and then, like, there's even a summary given by a YouGov, which was quoted in uh, Mothership. Mm. As the survey suggests that while Singapore is on the journey to racial inclusivity, there is still some way to go before it becomes a post-race society. But isn't it ironic that if we keep focusing on race, how the hell are we going to become post-race? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think it's so stupid when I read a statement like that. Just that day I was talking to someone, I can't remember what, who were like, like health and fitness and all. And they said they, they try not to look at weighing scales. La. And for me also, right, if I try and keep it, I try to look at weighing scales. Because if you keep looking at the weighing scale, mm. the only thing you about, you think about is the number. Yeah. Then you forget about your health, your general feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think more and more people uh, feel it that way. Yeah. But this one, if every few months, even during the presidential election, everything is about fucking race. Yeah. I think it's just doing more harm. And like, well, what you said, I didn't realize the, the way the questions were phrased, but until you pointed that out, mm. it out, it's like, what is it getting at? Then then it just feels like, oh, I'm, I'm almost sick of this really. Yeah. No, so yeah, I mean, 
yeah, obviously it's in response to the presidential race, right? And, but why is it in response to that? Because I mean, it is the it was the first multiracial uh, presidential election, like where where people that where actually people got to go to the polls. Uh. Mm. So you know, I think we talked about this on a podcast where in the last couple of days, suddenly I was hearing a lot of like, oh, there's maybe these people who are going to be voting across racial lines and all then flight to safety and things like that, lah, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, we got to what is this freak election result of racist Singaporeans voting mm. a certain mm. way. Boom! Election came and went and blew that out of the water. Yeah. Complete nonsense, lah, right? Yeah. And um so maybe in the lead up to that there was this there was this uh, trying to understand the uh, racial people's uh, opinions towards race again. Lah. Mm. Um but like you yeah I I, I feel the I, I don't know how the survey was worded, you know, specifically. I find the wording of the questions very, very iffy. It's like trying to push towards some kind of answer, which is mm. what they su- suggesting that Singapore's on a journey of racial inclusivity, but there's still some more way to go because, before it becomes a post-race society. And the headline of the Mothership article, young Singaporeans, Singaporeans more ready to have non-Chinese prime minister than older generations. Like, you know? yeah. Again, it's like, uh, the conclusion is like drawing this lines uh, between different segments of society saying that, hey, you as a young Singaporean, maybe you think Singapore is ready. Mm. You think that you're ready. You think that Singapore should be ready. But the older generations yeah. are not. Yeah. You know? So like, I'm like, but then I think, yeah, again, I th- feel the methodology, unless I, I, I look closer at it, unless there's a chance to like really look at it closely. I think it's flawed. Uh. Mm. Flawed from the get-go. The, I, like the question itself, I'm ready. The moment I see a statement, I'm like, are you asking me to talk about myself or are you asking me to talk about other? Society, I was seeing everyone in general, like, right? Mm. So a bit different, uh, and then yeah, the whole thing is just. Uh, I mean, I get your point about post race, mm. but it isn't the reverse argument that if racial issues are real, and if you don't talk about them, if you don't look at the data, then that kind of you're sort of like putting on blinders about mm. like real issues that that true, way, right? Yeah, true. Maybe it's because there's almost. It it feels I th- I think there are certain times where race has been spoken about mm. well in Singapore. Yeah. I think maybe it was last year or the year before where we started seeing people like DPM uh, Lawrence Wong, even Lee Hsien Loong, mm. just finally acknowledging that racism exists in Singapore, mm. right? And I think that was great mm. uh, because previously it almost felt like, hey, does it exist? Does it not exist? Mm. But then now I think it's like going down the path of like, okay, everything, like what you say lah, everything I see racial lens, right? Uh, it's like now everything in Singapore also is like racial lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like, maybe I can imagine some people saying, ah, look at this, Irish, you fucking uh, entitled, uh, you know, you don't understand the struggles, you know. I mean, I think I do, um, but it's it's a it's a fine balance la, between making everything about race mm. versus like, okay, focusing like what you said, la, like, are there no opinion polls about the capability of the... Mm. The Prime Minister, I would like to know what people think about whether do you think someone needs to be able to run a $500 million company before they can become <laughs> president, la, you know? Yeah, yeah. So those sort of polls, uh, why not? Yeah. So I think the timing of this release also uh, kind of irks me a little bit as well. Because, okay, uh, as recent as this presidential election, mm. I think what was the big, the big thing that Tarman said that sort of was a departure from everything that you've heard before from the government. He said that Singapore is absolutely ready for a non-Chinese prime minister as long as he's capable. Mm. Departure from what has been said before by DPM Hing Swee Kiet himself. Eh? Mm. 
I think he was quoted saying Singaporeans are not ready. Mm. Or least, I, I think I think maybe maybe in some ways, think, yeah. yeah, in some ways a bit of mischaracterized. Uh, what what he said was was taken a little bit out of context where he's saying that mm. surveys show that you know basically older Singaporeans especially are not ready to have a uh, you know a non Chinese prime minister. Mm-hmm. So mm. two statements of opinion, right, from the politicians, right. Um, can these statements be backed up by any data, right? Mm. So on one side, there was one very, very big thing that, uh, one very, very big piece of data that showed that uh, Taman is right, la, that Singaporeans don't vote along racial lines. La. Mm. And that was the presidential election results, mm-hmm. right? That, that kind of like, he put out a hypothesis and he proved it with the results mm. as well, right? I mean, of course, there's the element of him of his personality, him being amazing and the candidates that he was against and blah, blah, blah. But at least if you just take it at surface level, you can, there is concurrence between what he said and his result. Mm. And it almost seems like this article, uh, this this survey is coming out as a counterpoint to what we just saw in the presidential election. Uh, you know? Mm. Like, oh, we need hard data that kind of like, uh, you know, pushes back a little bit against the exuberance that you might be feeling about Singapore being ready for non Oh uh, I I just just in my mind in my mind uh. maybe maybe I mean I don't even know who if this is commissioned or anything but mm. this survey itself sounds to me like a counterpoint to to what we just saw in the presidential election like oh hold your horses don't get too excited about moving too fast you know mm. in spite of what president Taman has said you know about us being absolutely ready because it's only the younger Singaporeans who are more ready than the older generations. Huh? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So so that's why I'm like, mm, what is the point of this survey and the agenda behind it? La? Or at least like, oh. what is it trying to say about about us? La? Are we that means we're divided along uh, you know, divided by generational lines? Is it that clear cut? You know? But I just don't like the initial question that they're even asking in the first place. La. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's the the the, the thing like, like it feels like oh the there's a even okay so the 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 yeah like there's so many unknowns because even on the yougov um uh, sg.yougov website you there are publicly available data like publicly available research and all that mm. and when you click under politics and current affairs there's a singapore polls public polling methodology statements mm. and this was published 15 months ago everything else um, like majority of Singaporeans positive about country and government performance, YouGov, there are more lengthy lengthy reports. Mm. But for this one, all it says is that um, is voting intention published? No. Uh, mm. Mode of data collection online recruited from research panel. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, it, it, they just show the questions. Uh, yeah, so, so, um, it just feels like, yeah, there's so little info and yeah, then the thing that we've seen in the past, right, when there's little info, when there's black mm. holes, people will fill it up. Yeah. So in this case, yeah, it does feel like, and, and another thing also, like I was wondering, who are these thousand people? Okay. Um, okay. And the more I dug into YouGov, basically they are a listed company yeah. where you have to sign up to be a panelist. Yeah. Which means you have to go through the process of, and you get points and uh, rewards for answering surveys. Ew, this, yeah, yeah, so that's their business model. Yeah. So then it becomes like, oh, wow, isn't this a bit weird? Like, uh, they've had some claims of poll manipulation in the UK, mm. uh, in twenty twenty two by a former employee, but it was uh, withdrawn. 
the allegations were withdrawn. But it just feels like, whoa, this YouGov thing. I would imagine, before I looked this up, I thought they were a Singapore government agency. Oh. You know, like okay. GovTech. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but YouGov.sg, so you get people who are signing up for points and rewards. Mm. Uh, they say above 21, You and they did say above 57. Also, assuming there are people across yeah. all demographics, it just feels there's too little info. Because if it really is the case where they provide a service where any any of their government clients or they also work with brands want to publish a survey, then it feels like a very powerful tool. Mm, 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 right? Like what you said, like this came between 8th and 11th September. Mm. Taman was sworn in 1st September. Mm, mm. Right? So within a week, they, they, they did also say that this was published, I mean, done in the aftermath of uh, in the wake of Taman Shamogram being elected ninth president, ninth yeah. as our ninth president. Like. Yeah. So it just feels like, hmm, yeah, like like you also, I'm thinking, what is the point of this? Yeah. I mean, okay, then if if you hear that it's all it's entirely independent, self-funded, everything, mm. does that change anything for you? Um, If it's independent, actually, I would I would prefer it. But then who is commissioning the service? No, no not commission, independent, mm. as in they oh. just run it themselves. Uh. Would that change your opinion of the, you know, how useful this survey is in judging people's opinions. Uh, yeah, it might impact it a bit. I don't mm. know change. Yeah. Uh, because, like, it's one of those things that even then, you're only signing up for people who are your panelists. Mm. Which means you're already self-selecting a certain demographic of people mm. who go through the process of signing up to be panelists. And they're incentivized to, to provide answers, yeah. uh, even if they don't have strong opinions about it. Yeah, about it. which... Yeah. Which again is a smaller pool of people. Are like, yeah. would I sign up for this? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Would my would my mom sign up for this? No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the, yeah. the I think that's the whole thing about this. Uh, this survey came out. It seems to be getting a lot of uh, mainstream headlines. Everyone's yeah. jumping on it internationally as well, not just in Singapore. So like, right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, um, yeah. It's doesn't seem to be a very very robust. Uh, methodology to it. I mean, we're questioning certain things about it here. I wish they would publish more information so that we can also have our doubts cleared. But there is no information out there, and all this is really hard to find. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then but then it has become such clickbait or like such, you know, uh, can be such strong statements that they use in the headline where young Singaporeans are more ready to have non-Chinese prime minister than older generations. And so again, drawing lines in in society again la. so mm. I think it needs to be there needs to be more information about these kind of things when, when these kind of claims are made about yeah. our population or, you know, in, some, in some ways I don't feel very I'm quite irked by it because right? mm. when you read it like, like what you said it does influence people's thinking yeah right Yeah. and yeah la, it just feels hmm. yeah because yeah. I mean there was a big thing for me about that, that you know the last two days two three days of the presidential election where all these words of like oh, there's this racist group of Singaporeans who are coming in to go and vote on racial lines and all that. I was like, where is this information coming from? Oh, it's coming from this friend whose mother is in a WhatsApp group and blah, blah. And I'm like, come on, you know, hey, mm. I also got a lot of WhatsApp groups with a lot of strange things floating around, but doesn't mean that there's a whole wave of this happening, you know? Mm. And so, and, and it, but I think it, it did influence, and I, we know it did influence yeah. some people because yeah. we've spoken to people who suddenly had this Oh yeah, freak election result kind of thing, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's is it was it and people, I mean, influencers were posting about things like that on social media, yeah, so, right, correct, right, 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 yeah, yeah, correct. yeah. You and I, we both know. So yeah, you know, it does influence people, absolutely does, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So and 
I mean, it's... But on the flip side also, right? Like, like what you said, I think if you if there's no acknowledgement that there's some racial lines, that's also not good, mm-hmm. right? Because even during the presidential election, on certain things that maybe tied to race, yes, but the way certain people had thoughts about, say, the age gap between Ng Kok Song and Sibyl, mm. um, if you ask me, I would imagine, oh, most people would have no issue. But it's one of those things that I'm like, oh shit, a lot of people have issue. Yeah. So maybe these sort of surveys, maybe they, they, they got a place, Terrence. I think I think they have a place, but yeah. I just wish uh, wish that the methodology is a bit more transparent and and and, and who commissioned what is yeah. the intention? Yeah, more robust and more information than just a headline and a short short screen article with screenshots of the of the results uh, of yeah. the graphics showing the results. Because when I go to you, the sg.ugov.com, also when I search prime minister in their search field, the first thing that comes up was published twenty fourth August twenty twenty two. Majority mm. of Singaporeans feel positively about PM Lee's National Day rally speech. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, yeah, so it's like, huh, what is going on? But yeah, fact-checking. Fact-checking is important. Fact-checking, man. So, um, so, I mean, if anybody can find the survey, mm. then we will ab- openly admit maybe our our Google research skills are not there yet. Yeah. But we have yeah. really tried, man. Yeah, we've tried. Nah. Really fucking tried. But uh, yeah, maybe our our IT skills not that powerful, lah, right? Mm. But uh, yeah, there are some people whose IT skills are much more powerful than ours. Yeah. Who, you know, end up also like... Supposedly. Supposedly, supposedly allegedly. More powerful, la, uh, uh. Allegedly more powerful than ours. And who end up making very broad statements on uh, certain shows and podcasts mm. that cause these podcasts to get puffed Yeah. Yeah. And what is this? What is this podcast and who is this person? Uh, the podcast is a plan B. Yeah. And just yesterday, they were given a POFMA order over uh, their interview with uh, someone who calls himself the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the videos first went up, I think, earlier... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, uh, uh, like sometime last week. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, the sequence of events, they, they posted three clips mm. where uh, James Raja, who goes by the name Messiah, um, he claimed that he had hacked into a lot of government agencies, yeah. uh, including MINDEF and SLA. Mm. Um, and and basically that he was facing like 400 plus charges, Mm-mm. but he only um, um, was charged for about a much lower number. Mm. Because according to him, there was some deal that if he doesn't make public the info he got through the hacking, uh, they will reduce the sentencing. That, the, was, the his claim, that, that was, was his claim. That was his claim that has been Poffman now, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was his claim. Um, and Mindef actually came out and put out a, a, a post, mm. I think mm. a few days later, saying there is no evidence mm. that any there was any breach. There was a Facebook post on Monday mm. that, that his claims were untrue and that was before the Poffman came out. The Poffman yeah. only came out yesterday, 13 September, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so all three clips, all three podcast episodes on Spotify now have a POFMA correction. Um, and they, I don't think they're appealing. Mm, mm, uh, but yeah, that's that. That's what happened, man. Yeah, they're coming for the podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's there's a there's a there's like this clarification on factually mm, mm. where they have all the details. Uh, basically, like apparently six six falsehoods lah. Mm, mm, uh, mm. Then every mainstream media article is there. Uh, it's on the news during uh, the morning news on TV. Yeah. Because how I found out about the POFMA was uh, 
my mom watching yeah. watching TV because she lives with us now, mm, mm. and she said, "Oh, what is this podcast Plan B?" I was like, "What? Oh shit, it's on the news." Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah, but how do you feel about um, you know, Pofmas? I mean, traditionally have been for publications, online news news sites, and things like that, right? Mm. But now it's in a space of uh, you know we're starting to see they're going for it's being used on TikTok users, for mm. example, who make claims about certain things, especially regarding uh, say the presidential elections. I think there were some some false claims on TikTok about you know that your vote is not secret and stuff like mm. that. Uh, and now yeah, this 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 a uh, podcast itself, a very prominent podcast as well. Mm. Uh, Plan B is a uh, the current affairs podcast run by the guys who run Okay Let's Go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not hosted by them, but I think hosted by a different bunch as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's also very tied in, very uh, very same audience and, and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Very similar audience profiles and all. Mm. So yeah, what do you what do you what do you think of uh the Pofma coming on the whole podcast for something that you could really can't as a podcaster you also can't control entirely what a guest says, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it? I mean in it was it's inevitable, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, we have spoken about it before, so that at some point there's going to be regulation on podcasts. Yeah. Um, I think it's a maturing of the industry. Oh. Uh, is the fact that now a lot more people are aware of podcasts and understanding their impact and reach, which is in some way a good sign for the podcast, uh, mm. uh podcast space, mm. uh, because it's no longer like oh, what is a podcast? Yeah, or even the word podcast. Yeah, is entering mainstream consciousness, like Yeah. Um, of course. Does it make me feel like, oh shit, we need to be more careful or we need to self-censor? Not really. Mm-hmm. So so in general, okay, la, now now it's becoming a legit space la, because we saw this happen with YouTube, with, YouTube mm-hmm. with Facebook video, with Instagram, with TikTok. Yeah. Once it goes past a certain threshold, it's accepted as part of the the another pillar of media. Mm-hmm. It's good la, because it's the evolution of the space. But mm-hmm. you? Um, I mean, ultimately... Like uh, most of the public's interaction with this podcast is through shorter clips mm, on mm, social media, mm, right? Mm, mm. So when I watched the clip on social media, um, that, that was my interaction with it. Also, like, I, I admittedly have not listened to the full thing, right? The watching the clip on social media, uh, yeah, there were quite, quite big claims, or, or like you know, quite. You don't know how true it is, and and I mean, I think this. Uh, the person being interviewed, James Raj, he was uh, basically rattling through a list of places or a list of places that he had hacked before. Mm. La. And mm. there's a lot of people. He's, he was referring to Sanho, he was referring to... to uh, SLA, Min, Mindev, SLA, Sanho, Mindev, you know. Uh, Santosa. <laughs> I don't know, like, big, big, <laughs> name, S, yeah, big names and everything. So there's a lot of claims in there that, of what he did, la, right? And these were basically... That, that segment was reduced to like a quite short snippet that was put on social media. Mm. And I think that's what really probably uh, maybe triggered this Pofmala, right? Because mm. I think the thing about podcasts is that if you listen to a podcast in an entirety, there's a lot of context in a conversation that, that people say. Like, you and I also say like a lot of things that are alleged or that. And sometimes we refer to things as part of a joke or something. But it, of, it often leads from... Uh, quite a long uh, conversation we have where we're either making making a point, a longer point about something or that cannot be not easily condensed into a short social media post. Mm. But this one, that that his claims or things were so outlandish or it seemed quite outlandish, but they were pre- you know cut out and presented as very short social media clips that if like me, you watch the clip and you don't listen to the, podca- the full podcast, 
you probably end up thinking, hey, wow, this one, this guy is saying some really crazy stuff, but mm. you know, it might be true, lah, you know? Mm. I don't know, maybe listening to the podcast, there's more context that will make you, that maybe the host did go and ask him, how real are your claims or what, lah, right? Yeah. Or, you know, and, and then there might be more color there, but the, it was not shown on social media. Mm. So that's why I think this has gotten the mainstream and, and uh, uh, regulatory attention mm. it has gotten. Uh. So you're saying without the social media ex- excerpts, which was edited, mm. um, right? It was condensed. Yeah. Without it, likely that the POFMA wouldn't have been issued. Yeah, I think much less likely. Mm. Much less. Because, uh, I mean, this, it, it, I, I know it's part of a bigger podcast, but yeah, these claims were sort of isolated and then presented to the public. Yeah. In a way that will oh, make you sit up and notice that, right? Yeah. And, 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 and also, yeah, it, to me, it's like, um, not not that everybody needs to, needs to, you, it's a must for you to go listen to the full podcast if you want to make sure that's true. Because I think that's, that's asking too much of a listener also, right? Yeah. But if there are certain very, very big claims uh, that are being made about certain, you know, certain things like that, maybe it might be worth Somehow inserting some, uh, you know, a bigger disclaimer on a video or anything that, hey, you know, these claims have not been verified or anything, like, you know? Uh, I mean, Plan B actually did in their post, um, they did say that they do not take uh, any responsibility for the stuff that is mentioned like, in mm. the caption. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't know about the, whatchamacallit, um, Instagram. But basically, they say Plan B does not make any claims as to the veracity of the stories told in this episode. I don't know when they mm. changed the caption to say that. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I, I guess feels like like uh, the POFMA office direction generally is like anytime there's something that's spreading, yeah. we need to use an equally forceful hammer mm. and shut everything down. Yeah. But the counter always happens, like, is that more people realize it rather than mm. uh, uh, become aware of it. Like. The Streisand effect. The Streisand effect. Yeah. Like. And I mean, in this case, yeah, like, I think it's because these few videos, they were probably being shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, as you know, like receiving videos on WhatsApp and all. Yeah. And that is what caused Pofma to clamp down. Like. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember, but if that disclaimer, maybe if it was like literally on the video as it's playing uh, itself, yeah, yeah. like somewhere in the bottom or something, then maybe less of an issue like. I think putting it in the description a bit hard still because mm. a lot of people don't bother I mean TikTok you do even look at descriptions on TikTok or anything you don't right mm-hmm. so that's where I think like uh, oh so that when you share it also it's there la. yeah 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 especially when it's like big claims and all this being made against like institutions and all these things la. but then uh, then like what it feels now is mm. like okay so it the 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 thing when you issue a POFMA from what I understand mm. if you choose to appeal you have to appeal to uh, some entity. The courts. Uh, yeah. uh, the courts. And then at some point, maybe the minister who no, issued it. Sorry, the minister first. Minister first. Minister, if they reject, then you go to the high court. Yeah, to the high court. Uh, yeah. And if you don't choose the appeal, you just put a correction. Yeah. Right? Uh, who knows what happens with regards to maybe future deals your company might do with the government and all. Mm. But it almost feels at this point, the unintended consequence is like you look at it as your marketing budget. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, badge of honor. <laughs> whether it's a badge of honor or not, how you pay how much for a TV ad, mm. right? Like, I cannot imagine like paying like anything, and sometimes it's just the phrase or your brand out there, right? Yeah. But this yeah. morning, when my mom told me that I went to the TV, literally a ticker tape that yeah. was playing over thirty minutes kept mm. mentioning Plan B, mm. Plan B, Plan B, and you know, whenever you see all those stupid ass ad campaigns and they win all these like uh. 
uh, Circle Jerk Awards and all. It's like, yeah. oh, this uh, this earned media worth two hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like every Pofma now, you can almost put a dollar value to how much PR it gets you. Know? Mm, it's true. And then it feels like, okay, are they aware of this? Like the harder they clamp down, uh, they meaning who? The Pofma office. Oh, the regulators. Uh, yeah, basically. because I was thinking, okay, like every time there's a Pofma, um, there's a there's a press statement, there's this, there's that, and. I guess for the media also, it's clickable like, when you mm. write about Pofma, right? Yeah. Like, uh, is there a direction for, for it to be plastered on every mainstream media? Because I was thinking, like, let's say they just issue it to their content creator direct. Uh, must there be this whole fanfare or, or you think it'll be inevitable that the media will pick up on it? Yeah, it's inevitable. I think because the government has to release a statement about it. Uh. So it's like there's a like, press release and everything. So, I mean, that becomes news lah. Yeah, the moment they do la. something like that, it becomes news, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's true that there is a Streisand effect thing going yeah. on. But your question is like, are they are the regulators realizing that they are actually helping those those uh, the the publications that they're actually puff mining? Uh, yeah, I think by, so. By giving them a lot I, of free press, I, mean, uh. I give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt that they probably are aware of it. Mm. They're trying to figure it out. But at this point, right, it almost feels like yeah, it feels like a badge of honor. It's like as a media publish yeah. as a publication house, you are willing to go there, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My biggest thing is that it's whether whatever the agenda is, like, Right? It's a let's say like sometimes Popma can and sh- and really should be used for certain mm. misinformation, like, Right? Mm. But it has the unintended consequence of uh, of yeah the Streisand effect, lah. Yeah, it pushes more people to actually go and read and listen to the thing. Yeah, when that's actually it. That's not what you want. So it becomes a self-defeating tool. Yeah. And yeah, it's a tool. It's a very powerful tool. But if it's like every time you use it, you are you are dropping a hammer on your own foot or so. Mm. Then, you know, it's like you've got to question like, hey, you know, is it worth using it like all the time? Right? Yeah. Especially for, for something that is, you know, probably like, I don't think, uh, you know, this this particular hacker podcast. I mean, he's not the biggest guest that's ever been on on mm. on their podcast or what before. But I don't. Why is this particular one like you know capturing everyone's attention? Or it's because of Pofma, right? Mm. And yeah, because exactly. of the, these claims he's making, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's just like yeah, really maybe uh, there there might whoever is in charge and all that is worth looking at. That they're really trying to analyze the results. Like if they can get results on how much. Buzz there was about <laughs> article before Pofma and then after the Google search yeah and then just see like how much how much Pofma is actually helping these things get get picked up and searched uh, I mean like, like Plan B also one day ago they had a thank you for 10k followers <laughs> so this was one day ago uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. today they are at 10.3 mm. right uh, and I mean like like 300 in a day it's still a, a sizable amount yeah, it might right? not be related might be could be anything could like, be right? anything yeah, like, yeah. could be anything correct but it just feels like, <laughs> like there needs to be some study about yo man like uh, what is what is the impact because I mean, there's YouGov this should be YouGov's next YouGov's next that's an article or podcast getting a POFMA make you want to watch it more or less but right. so so okay then then the other question is do you think that let's say we get like someone like James on the podcast and he says some stuff which like, wow, like it's very alleged, alleged like his claims. Like. Yeah. You think we should be held responsible? I mean, responsible as in, I mean, if it's on our platform, it, I mean, yeah, like, obviously mm. that's where, where else would the Pofman be applied? Like, right. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like, in the art of uh, talking to somebody, I think 
the 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 very least you can do is to you know ask a follow up question, push push back a bit more lah. Mm. Uh, I think even like when we had uh Mister Tan Kin Lian on our podcast, I think he said certain things or so that made us like sort of like whoa. Mm, can you explain a little bit more mm. of that lah, right? Mm. And then, and I, I think we also try to uh, tell him, but but aren't you saying something that's completely you know against what people are saying? So I mean, the little things like that 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 I think help to frame the conversation mm. a bit more, like less less about what they can just say and they just say it without any pushback, as opposed to what we're saying, we're having a bit more of a discussion or debate mm. that allows people to see, hey, there is something a bit like like. We don't. We as the host don't particularly agree with what the person's saying either, Right? Yeah. I mean, the the host uh, did push back, saying, oh, "Okay, do we need to bleep this shit out?" Uh, and and it was James who said, "No, you. Uh, it's all. I have the printouts. You can print it. it. It's fine. I'm not scared because it's all the truth." Yeah. Uh, so, so is then, that is that a pushback for you? Is that a strong enough pushback for you? I, I mean, didn't. No, I okay. don't think it was, lah. Yeah. Okay. So let's say let's say the guy was on our podcast and he said that. No, I then asked him to slow down and and sort of like identify like what he did for each of them right mm. uh because i think he was like really rattling through quite a number of different uh different names um, that were why what and why i mean maybe, mm. maybe they did in the podcast i'm not sure that's that's the thing i've not listened to the full thing yet mm. right mm. but if you ask me like if i was in that situation and someone was just rattling off this thing i would ask them to stop and slow down and sort of like go through each of them now if, if there's the time and the space mm, yeah because mm. i mean those are big big uh big allegations allegations right? all these big things to be claiming to have done that right yeah like, i tell you like yesterday i flew on a magic carpet mm. you know that kind of thing and then you would you just like oh, okay yeah right you don't take responsibility for what what you said here mm, <laughs> yeah, right? mm. you gotta i mean just you gotta you will have to uh, like ask a follow-up question now right and so, so, I mean, if you think you flew on a ma- magic carpet, honestly, like, okay, like, whatever, like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> what you yeah, do on yeah. a Wednesday night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but because this one, I mean, if if the government agencies are so easily hacked, it yeah, is, it is a, a big vulnerability, threat, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm also thinking, oh, fuck. Is this, like, almost throwing down the gauntlet to other hackers? Mm. Uh, uh, um, uh, and, and almost... Putting, you know, sometimes when you don't, what's the phrase? You don't see, you don't feel what? Outside our mind. Uh, outside what? You don't see, you don't, uh, out yeah. of sight, out of mind. Um, It's all, probably, I can't imagine a lot of people thinking, oh, like worrying every day about the security of our institutions and all. Yeah. When you hear this, you're like, oh shit, is it really possible? Yeah. And it's not just about the hacking. He also was saying things about how he was treated in prison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How the judicial process was like, he had all these charges, but a lot of them were dropped because they wanted to make a deal with him. Yeah. So I was like, wow, there's a lot of things to be alleging in like a short span of a podcast. Yeah, which yeah. was also refuted. But to read the the exact details of what is being refuted, it feels like, wow, if uh, 10,000 people saw the video, yeah. how many people will actually go to like gov.sg uh, factually to to uh, read this. La. Yeah, yeah. So well, I think the Pofma office is probably one of the fastest growing officers in the government. Uh, they're like recruiting so. like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or working like they're really oh, working crazy hours. Yeah. Crazy hours. It's like every week, you're like, who are we Pofmaing, gang? Yeah. You know, you come your Monday, Monday your to-do list, your stand-up meeting. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, well, yeah. who you who you Pofmaing? Your, your TikTok? Tic- yeah. TikTok content creators? Okay. Uh, anything on the the media publications. I yeah. mean, but that's it, lah. I, mean, I think also equating our tang like how we you know talk to Tang Kin Lian and and this particular podcast mm. also a bit different because I think Tang Kin Lian was in the middle of a presidential election, mm-hmm. lah, right? So, mm. uh, 
uh, anything he said was you could say that was part of the campaigning process and all, all mm. these things la. and then mm. if there's any problem to be dealt with probably after the election because it would seem it would be very wrong to it would seem it would be it wouldn't be look very good like if suddenly you got Pofma on a presidential candidate and things like that like right yeah uh, but this case was like uh, yeah like, there's this, I mean this person is basically he's not it's not like he was in the news in particular for anything yeah but he just came out and, and, and made some made some quite serious uh, claims like, right yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's where if, if the idea of Pofma is to make people second guess whether they should believe what they read or listen um, I feel like right now it's not, it's not, it's it's having the reverse effect, lah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like the Pofma thing. I mean, there has to be some other way. Uh, I don't know. It, it just feels like I'm sure they're thinking of it. If you're not, please, please open your eyes and yeah. see how much coverage you're getting these people. Yeah. But at the same time, when you remember the COVID, every time you post anything about COVID, even on Spotify, right, mm. or YouTube or something like that, if there was COVID or vaccine in your title. There's a then there's a very big like uh not very big like, but under the the, the name there's of the podcast a there's a disclaimer or some message like, right about mm. the COVID and and where you can learn more information and things like that. So isn't Pofma sort of a, a government version of that? You know, there's not policed by a private platform, but policed by by regular. But I think the COVID all the thing all the thing that that thing says is that this contains information blah 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 almost like a warning. Okay, just be careful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This. Whereas they're not making a stance whether oh, yeah, it's yeah, fake yeah, or fake, real, right? Yeah, yeah. So that almost feels like it can be algorithmically uh, programmed. So right? which one do you think is is more effective in getting people to you know be a bit more questioning of the of what they're about to to exp- uh, read or listen to? I mean, I have seen stuff. Is it on? Twitter where they say the image posted has been doctored. Mm. Uh, the the video has been edited. Mm. I don't know how they power that. Yeah. But it feels like, okay, so again, that is more tech. Like, for this kind of stuff, I don't know, like the keyword is what? Mindef, MAJ, all the government. <laughs> I think it's damn hard also. Um, of course, in an ideal situation, these things go out and people are able to kind of tell the difference but that's yeah. damn hard right uh, uh, I mean now the latest in terms of the, the tech side of things TikTok has banned his account oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. his yeah. Instagram account is still there yeah. uh, but TikTok has banned his account because I think he was really posting a lot uh, to refute the claims and the POFMA yeah. so he's still like even this morning he posted something on Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. just talking to so it feels like wow this is this is a problem that even pre-POFMA right yeah. uh, it was being discussed yeah, like, like how to how to yeah. protect people from making all these claims online. Maybe there needs to be some kind of like, especially for people like us, podcasts and all, to sort of uh, protect ourselves, uh, right? Mm. Uh, at least I like, have some layer of, uh, not say protect, uh, but uh, layer of uh, transparency about things. Is that if there are claims made by a guest or an individual on the show that are, could be problematic, about, maybe there should be an opt-in like, uh, kind of thing. You can say, yes, please put a message in front of this thing that there were claims made in this podcast that have not been verified or what. Uh, you know, wow. so a bit like that, that COVID, that you know, that that COVID thing that that Spotify does when oh. they are claims about COVID. But you, this one is not oh, by the uploading the podcast. It's you yourself. It's like you know how when you upload YouTube videos, they say, "Is this content for kids? Yes yeah. or no?" And then you choose that, right? No, it's, it's 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 not for kids, so don't show it to any kids. Oh, right? that's it's true. Why can't it do the same for information that I can't hundred percent verify myself? Like, there's no way the Plan B guys could have known whether what he said hundred percent is true, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the disclaimer is very small at the bottom. But if there was a way to more publicly, 
like a standardized thing where you say mm. that I can't account for the ver- the veracity of these statements and all. Then at least you've also like you know sort of like you tried lah, and then you don't need the government to come and like put a hammer on your a Pofma hammer on your content and have you put a correction notice and and get letters and things like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh. That is true. Idea, idea, idea. <laughs> self, self, uh, own self, uh, own self question. Because I mean, yeah. I think YouTube similarly has another question. Like I confirm that all the content is not in infringing of intellectual property, right? Yeah. And if you yeah. don't check that, you can't upload. Yeah. Correct, so maybe correct. this one is like is like the 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 other side of the coin line. It's like, oh, I guarantee that everything has been said has been verified. Because then you accept responsibility, but it just mm. makes you think a bit, like, okay. Yeah. Because the last thing we want to do is incentivize people. For being controversial just to get eyeballs. Like. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Of course, that's the way like a, a lot of marketing is done. But yeah. that's what worries me about this Pofma thing. Like. Yeah. Because yeah. if you are just starting out as a podcast, the best thing you can do is get someone like James uh, Raj on. Yeah, and come and make more false statements, get Pofma. Yeah, but okay, la, just put a correction. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, it so it's a bit like, yeah. it's a tricky, 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 man. Tricky, yeah. Tricky, tricky, True. tricky. Cool, but, yeah. Uh, cool. Then now let's let's talk about a one shot thing. I think yes. it's always uh, always oh, one shot comment. One shot oh, comment, comment, bro. One shot comment, bro. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, one shot comment. Yes. Uh, okay. Do you do you have yours? Uh, not yet. Because I'm putting okay. mine on of of YouTube. What's yours? Uh, okay. Uh, where? Uh, so so I mean, just like um, one of those from uh. Regular, regular commenter, accidental jurist mm, mm, mm. on the latest podcast, which is uh, uh, 436, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis facing mm. the backlash and Spanish football chief finally steps down. Uh, I mean, it was like one of those whoa, very holistic comments. Yeah. Um, they shared uh, about their opinions on the Ashton Kutcher and Kunis, uh, Mila Kunis case, uh, which is where they say, yeah, I agree with a lot of it is about the content of the letters. Mm. Uh, ask some questions and then Rubiales uh, shared some opinions on that case and also a call mm. to action to listen to the new podcast series uh, that we launched after life support and that the episodes are really good yeah so yeah. I was like wow that's a, that's a gold standard comment man your thoughts <laughs> on both topics and a call to action to help us out yeah stellar 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 yeah man what about you man um, th- this was from uh, a week ago about our our podcast about the Kinderland uh, child abuse mm. thing going on. Uh, I think Splattered one posted. I think the Yalabad studio needs CCTV also because Terrence seems unpredictable at times. <laughs> Roar! So I think people are reacting to our facial expressions on watching YouTube videos now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So You are unpredictable because of your facial expressions. I think so, yeah, yeah. That's what people are saying. Uh, I mean, another one also from Valiance. Ayo, Terrence, your facial expression is so hilarious. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So, good lah. People are enjoying watching watching us talk rather than just hearing us all day. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's interesting. Eh? But there are also a lot of call-outs about your use of vulgarities uh, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a consistent thing. Honestly, right? Like, yeah. the part last one, did I swear a lot? Maybe it's like one or two an episode lah. 
Yeah. It's, maybe it's just that you say it with so much pride when you every time you say it. Like, pride. Yeah. Uh? Why it's not that, passion? It's not pride. Pride, uh, pride. Like just now when I when I expressed my feelings yeah, about the survey in our first topic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like got this got this look you people freeze frame your face. It's like, wow, this guy's really enjoying saying. So then I should have been like, Oh, this this survey is less than ideal. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Why not? That's okay, right? That's but then it doesn't it loses the emotion, lah. Right? No, it does. It's yeah, just it using does. another just using other words, right? That 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 no, not necessary. If, if, if you did something to piss me off and say, Terence, this really was less than ideal. Oh, okay, let's like, say, let's say, say horrendous. Uh, what you must say, fucking stupid. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, now <laughs> strike an effect. You as now you have said, I think the effort twice yes, this this episode itself already. So it's, I don't know, man. Yeah, you I don't know. Wash your mouth, uh, Harish. I think that, yeah, that was another comment that I remember. So wash said, my mouth, yeah, Harish. But that one I got from like extended family, lah. <laughs> not from not not from a comment. No, no, was, no, I saw the comment. I saw the comment. Oh, is it? Yeah, wash yeah, my yeah. mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This host. Wash my wash mouth. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I wash it every day. <laughs> Uh, what like what do you wash your mouth with? Like wash your mouth with just brushing your teeth, lah, right? Correct, lah, correct. No, but it's specific to do with to language, your, your fucking I don't know, man. Maybe if it happens naturally, uh, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. But I don't want like when I want to swim, like oh fish. Maybe in this survey needs to come out, uh, Younger Singaporeans are you know not so ready for vulgarities on the day-to-day podcast. Then they combine not so ready by for vulgarities spoken by an ethnic minority <laughs> podcaster. Holy <laughs> Survey of all surveys. Yeah. Surveys of all surveys. But yeah. But cool, yes. man. All right. And uh, what is your one show thing? Um. Oh, yes. Uh, my one show thing. Mm. Uh, again, I need to pull it okay, up. Then okay. Then I can have your Okay. Yeah, so... So I saw this one uh, trailer called One Life mm. uh, for a movie that's coming out that's starring with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, what, what, what is this about? And I, I mean, Anthony Hopkins is a legit actor. La, so mm. I figured the movie was quite good. And basically, it's a story about Sir Nicholas George Winton MBE, mm. um, who I had heard of before in terms of what he did, but not really very familiar about his name. Okay. La. So it is a, a guy who, in 1938, he oversaw the Czech Kinder Transport, which brought uh, s- more than 600 plus Jewish children from German-occupied mm. Czechoslovakia to safety in the UK. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so so the thing is, a lot of those those children grew up to be like uh, adults in the UK. Mm. And in 1998, I believe there was a, a documentary. Mm. Uh, in BBC, BBC that uh, where after his wife discovered a scrapbook in his attic that contained a lot of documents la, yeah. about the rescued children. Uh-huh. So I think she worked with the BBC mm. and they invited him to this event yeah. where they were just talking about his heroics because oh. he was like a hero by then. Okay. Uh, and there's this one very iconic uh, part of that show mm. where the, the host says, oh, you know, I'm looking at a scrapbook and there's this lady and, you know, this lady grew up and she's a successful woman in the UK now and... Mm. Um, Sir Nicholas, she's actually seated to you right next to you right now. Oh wow! Okay. And then she embraces him. He wow. tears up a bit. Um, and then they go on to talk. Oh, we found three more. And then mm. they're all sitting around him, like, And he's getting very emotional. Yeah. And then she says, actually, there's a lot more people that who want to say thank you. Uh, yeah. Can you turn around? Wow. And he stands up, and they're like thirty people in the audience. Wow. Who he rescued as children. Okay. And he's damn emotional. And that movie, One Life, is based on that, la. Wow. Yeah, so so it looks like a pretty awesome movie. And because in the trailer, mm. they show that moment when he stands up, turns around and gets emotional. I was like, oh shit, that's probably the real life moment that happened. And you Google it and there is a video. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's oh, what God. it's what the tears just float, man. Where 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 can people watch this or is uh, it's on YouTube? I think there's an Amazon show oh, an Amazon that's show. coming out. I think okay. I'll, I'll find it. But yeah, right. he he passed away in 2015 at the age of 106. Oh shoot! Oh, lucky guy got to live that long. Yeah. Yeah, but wow. but yeah, cool. And and what is your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is a pair of videos that surfaced on my feed. Uh, my YouTube feed recently, just just randomly. Mm. It's a uh, it's from the SBC 1980, the Singapore MRT debate, and this mm. comes in two parts. And it's a recording of a publicly broadcasted debate between um, certain transportation experts and uh, our. I think the then SBS uh, someone uh, a senior executive in SBS Ma Baotan. Mm. And this was from 1980 where they were debating the merits of having the MRT in Singapore. La. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's quite amazing because um, I think this is the days before the internet, obviously, right? So, uh, obviously, the building of the MRT was a very big decision back then, la, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a public publicly televised debate between, you know, certain Singaporeans and international experts and all this about is whether... It? Yeah, whether Singapore... Uh, what what benefits does the MRT bring to Singapore and everything? So to try and convince people of the the need to do, build the MRT, yeah. So it's a very uh interesting like step to the past, and uh, this was even before I was born, right? But uh-huh. there was Liu Taiker was there, and uh, Mabautan was there, a bunch of international experts. But yeah, this was posted on the Bus Interchange Transit Videos YouTube channel, which I think is a oh. bus into bus enthusiast uh-huh. channel. Uh. But this was posted a year ago. It's like uh. You know, not not a lot of views, like 50, 60k views. Mm. But just an interesting look. Because, I mean, we just went through what we saw, the presidential forums and, and all that. In, in Where it felt very, like, manufactured. Yeah, whereas this one felt much more like a, a real uh, debate, lah, right? With people who are, you know, not necessarily part of the establishment and all that, coming to speak up and, and, and things. Lah. Oh, shit. So, interesting. Lah, interesting how long is how, it? How long is it? Uh, I mean, the first video is like, I mean, they're both 45 minutes each. Mm. So, an hour and a half in total, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So, I've only just like started going through the first one and then, yeah, it's a really interesting how debates and all that used to be conducted on TV in Singapore. You like. listen regular speed or double speed? Regular speed. Like, I just want to enjoy it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not everything in life need to need to rush and double speed. Sometimes, ah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes must, must double speed, triple speed. The double uh, speed, triple speed. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, cool. Singapore cool, MRT debate. Check it out. Sweet. Um, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you just finished listening to this, listening to this, you enjoyed it, please just remember to hit follow, subscribe, give us a rating if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Mm. Hit that uh, like, thumbs up button on YouTube. And yeah, just... Uh, We would appreciate all the love. Peace.